Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. All right, this is for all the guys out there. Well, maybe not. This is mostly for the guys out there, but for anyone who loves cats. There's a new movie out called Cat Daddies. So we'll be speaking with the director today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I would like to welcome my Hung. She is the director of Cat Daddies. Welcome. Thanks, Michelle. I love this movie. I was lucky enough to be able to see it uh, before the show. And wow, it was done so well, so touching. I I loved how you organized it. But let's talk first. Why a movie about cat daddies? Oh, well, you know, it probably comes back to where my husband, when we were dating, he was not really a cat guy at all. And then I had cats and he was like, okay, that's fine. But then one day a cat found him, a hungry cat just showed up on his doorstep and he was just like, well, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, you could just give it some food. And he did. And the cat just kept coming back and they just really bonded. I was not expecting that. You would not have pinned him as a cat guy, but something special happened uh, when he met this particular cat. And, um, and then it's just been... I've just seen the transformation of him ever since then. And it just goes to show that I think there's, you just don't know what you don't know. And I think there's a lot of men out there who maybe could love a cat and they just don't know because they've never tried or they didn't meet the right cat. And it just got me thinking about how much I love seeing men who hold their cats, just seeing that kind of vulnerability, that gentleness is really touching to me. So I just kept thinking about this as a movie because, you know, I am a filmmaker. I'm also a cinephile which means I prefer watching movies on the big screen. I I like the cat video as much as anyone else, but I can only watch so much on my little phone or on my computer. And I just, I really like going to the movies. So I just thought that there's books about this, about cat dads, there's merchandise about cat guys, and there hasn't really been a movie about this. So I just wanted to make something that I wanted to see myself. Like this, this is something I would watch. And I just hope that it's a, you know, it encourages more people, 
men and women to be more open to adopting cats. I think that we don't see them a lot in the media because obviously because cats are a little bit hard to train. And and so I think in the media, they kind of get a bad rap. I mean, I think that people don't understand how loyal they actually are and, and how much they actually love their human because we just don't see it. We don't see people walking their cats outside. We just don't run into this. Um, we don't see it on TV and in the movies. So you wouldn't know unless you actually had a relationship with a cat to really know what they're like. So I hope this movie, and I know it already has, a lot of people have told me that this has opened their minds, that they really, they misunderstood cats until they saw this movie. Thanks for sharing that. You know, it's funny when you think about there's some sexism with cat and dogs. Like you always think the stereotype cats are for females and dogs for women, are for yeah. males. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I don't know why. I think it's just the way this tradition and maybe way the way men are raised and that old adage of a man's best friend, you know, and, yeah. and dog and something about that is just carried through the ages. But I think that's changing now. And I think social media played the biggest role in changing that because now people are interested in funny cat videos and men are now seeing that, hey, it's actually kind of cool to have a cat. And there's men like... You know, like we were talking about Nathan the Cat Lady before the show started, and there's men like him who are, you wouldn't peg him as a cat guy, but he is, and he's proud of it. And I think that is really encouraging, and I think that's also just changing these roles and these stereotypes that we have. Yes, and I hope it does. I mean, look, we still have a ways to go, but there's been a lot of breakthrough in a lot of uh, stereotypes, you know, in the last couple of years, even disregarding the pandemic, but just in a lot of things. So why not in cats? And, you know, why not in, you know, within the um, animal community? So let's break all these stereotypes down. Yeah. And if we can do that, I feel like if we can open more hearts and minds, and we could open a few more homes for these animals that need our help. So that's what I'm hoping to do with this. Yes. And that's always a great goal because, you know, cats are so independent and they populate so much faster than dogs. Mm-hmm. And there are so many strays out there, the feral colonies and all that. And you even have a cat daddy that does TNR rescue. So let's talk about the cat daddies. How did you, you selected nine, an incredible group of men. How did you decide on which nine to have in your film? It's funny because, you know, a lot of it was in my control and then COVID happened and a lot of it then wasn't in my control anymore. So I had a different lineup to start out with. And I found most of these men on social media, mostly on Instagram. Some of them I was already following, such as Gold Kitty, Nathan the Cat Lady. And I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be great for them to be in a movie movie where you could see them in really shot well in 4k and just larger than life on the big screen and just make it really beautiful and just kind of have that especially with special cats such as gold kitty and who are just so beautiful and i just want to capture that it kind of almost makes them immortal (laughs) kind of in a way and to preserve that on film i mean it's not really film because it's video but in a film and i just wanted to preserve that beauty So I already had those men in mind and I had Will Zweigert from Flatbush Cats. Very early on, I knew that, you know, he's such a 
great speaker. He's just a incredible mind, and I just knew that I had to have him involved somehow. I think that even though his rescue work is in Brooklyn, I think he has helped so many people around the world with his videos. I, I just think his videos are so incredible. Like you know, like they make people cry. They get people really engaged and involved. And and so I knew very early on I wanted to have him as a part of it. And I am. I had some other men also. And then David, the man who was living on the streets of New York with his cat. That was the one that was not on social media, and he had some a lady that was helping him, and she out of the blue asked if he could be part of the movie or if we would like to meet him because he just sounds perfect for the movie. And and I was already cast up, and I thought, well, and also I was like, I don't know how this is gonna fit in tonally with the movie because I was trying to make something very light and fluffy. I don't know how this is gonna work. But then as soon as I met him. It just was clear he's the epitome of a cat dad because he's sacrificing so much for his little fur baby. I mean, it's just he just treats that cat it like his child, and they have a really special bond, incredible strong bond that I had to capture in the film. You know, it's that loyalty that we talk about. We associate with dogs, but yet we see it in Lucky, his cat. You know, living on the streets with him, and so. So that just came out of nowhere, and I just thought, well, this movie could help him somehow if we put him in it, and and it was just we just had to make it work somehow. So that's what happened. And then when COVID happened, there were actually a couple men that I wanted to feature, but we couldn't travel to them. Some of them dropped out. I think, understandably, they kind of the heart wasn't in it anymore with with all the things that were just going on in 2020. So that's what happened. That's what happened. The casting. I had some amount of control, but I kind of also didn't. And then I really wanted a variety of men from different geographical parts of the country, and they wanted them to feel different, have different professions, have you know different accents, and just just anything to kind of diversify it and try kind of make it feel like we're on a journey. Thank you for detailing all of that. You have such a diverse group of men. In this film, there's Nathan the Cat Lady, who is, <laughs> it's funny because he says in the film, and he's such a down to earth guy, but he's like great eye candy too, even yeah. more with the cats, <laughs> even more with the cats. And he mm -hmm. said, you know, I don't like to put the hashtag, you know, hot guy with cats, but I feel like a tool, but you know, sometimes I'll put it <laughs> he's, he's, he's yeah. so down to earth and, mm -hmm. um, and funny. I mean, then you have someone, Jeff, the software engineer who backpacks with his cat, which that just takes, you know, people's mindset. Oh, my gosh, I can put a leash on my cat and I can take my cat out and do things that I would do with, you know, a dog some of the time. And I'm going to skip over David for now, but I want to go back to him. I just want to list out all your all of the cat daddy separately. You have Jordan, the firefighter engineer, who said, we don't have to have dogs in a firehouse. We can have cats. And the trucker, Tor, the trucker cat, who has a wardrobe almost as big as mine, and, um, and with um, her cat daddy, David. And then, of course, Will, a flashbit cat who does so much for TNR. I like that he said, you know, cats teach us patience, which that's something that I need to be taught by my cats on a regular basis. I'm getting better. And mm -hmm. um, the stuntman, Ryan, 
who is um, has the cat Toodles. Yeah, Gold Kitty. His posing is amazing. He's the cat who poses <laughs> like he poses like goalie. Um, his cat Daddy Peter, and then the police officer Chris Paz. And I loved that you did have David. David um, was a former construction worker, and he's featured in the beginning but you go back to his story to you know update people because he he does have an illness and he he is living on the streets he wasn't able to get a homing right away that's another thing i hope we work on more you know in this country to allow places shelters and for people to allow them to have their pets you know available to them but that was just such a touching story and it's amazing what your pet can do for you, what your fur babe can do for you when you're going through struggles. And he rescued this kitten that was near death and named him Lucky. And I mean, David himself was not doing well the whole time, but he, you know, managed to stay with his cat and well, eventually cat. And he had someone caretake the cat when he was in the hospital in and out. I only hope that he has a good future. Yeah, it's so ironic he named his cat Lucky because he yeah. just literally is the unluckiest person I have ever met. Oh my gosh, he's gone through, he had what, four or five surgeries and then he had cancer, then cancer came back. And do you have any more information on him? Yeah, I mean, not to not to be a spoiler, but he's still going. It's been two years. They don't know, even know why he's still going. He's actually in the hospital right now getting treatment for an infection and we hope he's going to make it out okay, but... He's been in and out of the hospital and he's just he's just sticking in there and he says, you know, that Lucky is his best medicine and I think it's probably true that that cat is helping keeping him alive, keeping him going. Yeah, that was just such a touching story and I realized I forgot too. The police officer Chris with the cat Pez and Chris actually was helping David. They're both, you know, in New York City. And I guess Chris, the police officer, befriended David and helped him certain, you know, at times with Lucky. Chris is actually one of David's few male friends. And so they actually really bond and just they just love talking about their cats and they really light up. And I really wanted I wasn't expecting to include him as much as I did, but I wanted to include Chris because I think that one of the highlights of the movie is seeing these two cat dads together. Yeah. And just sharing together and just being great friends. Yes, for sure. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back. And I want to know if you have any favorites. So we'll be right back after this message. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with the director of Cat Daddies, Mai Hung. And we had talked in the first segment about all the different cat daddies that you have. I know it's hard to pick a favorite because it's almost like picking, you know, your favorite child or your favorite fur babe. It's kind of impossible, but maybe not a favorite. So nobody else feels bad. But was there any particular story that you thought, wow, I didn't expect this? Or you didn't expect maybe that person? It really is impossible to pick a favorite, but I will say that I never get tired of seeing Gold Kitty do his little pose, her little pose. We saw her do it many times, you know, and editing the movie, I've seen it so many times and I just never get tired of it. It is like just so magical and to see her do it in person is, it was such a special treat. I'm just so glad we captured that so many times. And then I would also say that the most difficult cat to film with was actually Flame in the firehouse. And I think it's because, you know, Flame is quite the celebrity around town and he gets a lot of visitors, even like fans from around the world will go visit, just drop in. And I think he's just sort of like, over it the celebrity (laughs) and so i think when we came in with cameras he was just like oh not these people again and he would just hide the entire day until we left for dinner and then we when we were at dinner we got the call oh flames here (laughs) and we had to leave dinner in a rush to to drive back and try to get some footage with him the star and so that was that was pretty funny and then um Torah you know we knew she would be pretty easy to work with but man what an incredible kitty she's she's the easiest one to work with and she's just really fine with chilling out in the backpack all the time and we had to rent a jeep an off-road like to off-road to like get to some of the locations in Sedona that we were filming in. And I was so surprised by how calm she was in this Jeep that we were just like getting motion sick in and she was just totally (laughs) zen and calm. She's just more comfortable in a vehicle than anywhere else. It was really incredible. Since we're audio, it's hard to have a visual and hopefully everyone will go see Cat Daddies, but just give a like physical description of what Tora does because she's Gold Kitty. And I saw it too. I went back and forth watching her and I thought, wow, oh my God, I can't believe she just does this. Um, You want me to talk about Gold Kitty? Yeah. Like what she looks like when she stands up since we're, you know, we're, we're audio. So. Yeah. So Keys, who is now nicknamed Gold Kitty, will just stand up and and put her paws up in the air. She just stands up really tall and puts her paws up in the air and and nobody knows exactly why. (laughs) And um, she just started doing it one day and now her dad just keeps capturing this. And he's a school teacher and um, this, he now had this like internet sensation and uh, and I think he really enjoys it. I think he really enjoys all the attention that um, Gold Kitty brings. But yeah, it's a black and white kitty with some pretty distinct markings on her face. You can find her on Instagram and you can see her on our website. And um, she's in our trailer. And yeah, she's a big star of the movie because, you know, nobody knows why she does this. <laughs> and he's obsessed with um, 
having paintings made of her. So his, I didn't get to show as much as I wanted to, but when you go to his house, it is covered in paintings of this cat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and did he name her Gold Kitty because she looks like when she stands up with her paws up in the air like she's, you know, making a goal? Yes, but one of the social media platforms, um, Imgur, actually is the one that named her Gold, or, you know, just started calling her Gold Kitty, and then it just stuck. You know, it looks like she's kind of cheering, like standing up and kind of cheering like someone just made a goal or something like that or she kind of like looks like she's a goalie like a soccer goalie yeah so for a while there were people making memes with her like you know just just taking photos yeah like just put inserting her into other photos and um and it's pretty funny but yeah she's still you know she's 13 years old now and um she's still doing it it's amazing. I'm not an expert with this, but from all the cat pictures I've seen and, and talked about, whatever, and, and been around, that's not an easy movement for cats. I mean, that's not a natural movement. And she just rises up with her, <laughs> rises up in her hind legs with her paws, you know, up in the air. That's not a common movement. Yeah. And then it's just the frequency that she does it is yeah. really, is really amazing. I don't know, but I'm, I feel like one of the lucky ones to witness that in person. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Tora has a, a lot of wardrobe. She just has a large wardrobe. Were you surprised about that? Um, From her photos, in some ways I wasn't, but I was surprised at the sheer amount of it. I think she has maybe 150 different pieces of clothing. Oh and goodness. But what I, we really were surprised about was how organized their her parents were with this wardrobe like everything's everything's separated and categorized like yeah i mean i i envy that i don't have that in my own closet but they take her whole wardrobe on the road and (laughs) they have like little drawers and things um and everything's really well organized that's what yeah impressed me yeah, that was mind blowing. I was just like, oh my gosh. And everything's folded so neatly too. And she keeps a list of everything she's bought so she doesn't repeat. I mean, I guess at 150, you have to do something like that. Did you have any yeah. surprises? Was there anything while you were filming with any of the different cat daddies that you just, there was, I don't know, something just really took you by surprise? Okay, I was surprised, but I shouldn't have been. But I was surprised by how the cats inspired so much creativity in these men. I didn't get to show some of what they were doing, but Jeff, the software engineer, was constantly building things and you know, was sewing things and sewing like a sleeping bag kind of thing for the cat um, and was just like building you know, shelves so that they can sit on the balcony and look out. And, um, and I was just surprised it was just something going into it. I didn't realize how much creativity this would spark in the men. And, you know, Nathan has to constantly come up with these videos and content for his TikTok and Instagram. And, and just the sheer volume of what he does is really impressive. And then, you know, the truck driver, he found like a new hobby in photography. He, I was shocked that he never picked up a camera before. He had this cat, but you know, since having the cat, he decided to go out and buy this nice camera. I and mean, we're not talking about like a cell phone camera, like a nice camera that he just sort of read the instruction manual and, and 
you know, taught himself and started taking pictures and they're like gorgeous. And I was shocked. I really was. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I said, you took these photos. <laughs> I literally thought it was someone else or his girlfriend, but, but he took quite a few of them. So yeah, I think like, so that, that was the creativity that, that these cats brought about was something that I wasn't expecting going into this project. I thought I was, I was just exploring, you know, uh, modern masculinity. I wasn't thinking about all this. Did you have any challenges while you were filming? I guess not the more um, obvious ones of, you know, having to capture the cats in a certain way, but other challenges? Yes. I mean, of course, COVID was a huge yeah. challenge because we were actually supposed to finish filming in April 2020. And then we all know what happened in March. So we were just almost at the finish line. And then once that happened, like I said, we lost some people that we were supposed to film with. And the whole direction of the movie was changing. I mean, I had a vision and that vision was was gone because either we lost those people or because David's story was taking a turn for the worse, which came out of nowhere. I mean, I, this is just me being very naive in the beginning because I thought that we knew he was very high on the wait list to get into a, a shelter. And so we thought that, you know, by the time we're done, he's going to get shelter and then he'd be on his way, he'd be back on his feet. And obviously that didn't happen at all. And that was very naive of me. And so that was very, very challenging because here we are in a pandemic. He's very immunocompromised. How do we film with him safely? How do we get back to New York when they have all these restrictions? So a lot of the filming that you see in the middle of the movie that we filmed in July, I'm not there. I'm just on the phone asking questions. You know, I prepped my cinematographer ahead of time. He happened to be on the East Coast anyway with family during that time. And so that worked out well because he could actually get some of the shots and follow up and interviews we needed, but I couldn't make it. And, and time and time again, we would book, I would book my travel, uh, me and my producer, we'd book our travel and then it would, we would have to cancel like last minute. I mean, it just happened time and time again. It was just really, really stressful. And adding to that stress, I really wanted to finish this movie to help David. So we were so worried that entire year that we were going to lose him. And I just, was so crushed. I mean, he'd become friends. He'd become like family to me at this point. And we were just, we kept having to ask ourselves, do we keep going even though this is risky? Or do we just stop and wait? Because at the time, you know, we all thought maybe this would be a few months and then things would be back to normal. And thank goodness we decided to push through because, you know, obviously if we had decided to wait it out, we'd be still be waiting, right? Right. So David really pushed me to get this done because I just really needed people to see his situation and see if any if we could get help from anyone for him. And uh, we are so lucky and blessed that that he's still with us and he was able to see the movie. He saw the movie with an audience. We did a special fundraiser last year for Flatbush Cats and helped raise a lot of money for them and have David there. And we're hoping that we'll have him again October 14th when we open the film in New York City. We're bringing out six of the nine cat dads are able to come out for that opening. And we really hope David to be there with us because um, 
he's just such a special soul and, and people, people love meeting him and they love his story. I'm so glad you were able to keep him in too, because, you know, even though the focus was cat daddies, it brought this, you know, kind of humanitarian vibe to it. And it also took a different look on something that was probably not even from in the beginning, not your intention, but homelessness, which there's a big stereotype with that. So it took that thread as well, you know, and I was also glad that you were able at the end to give, you know, a little update on everyone. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting that to be such a major thread, right, going into this, but then everything that we we're experiencing in 2020, that whole thread just got bigger and bigger because it's not even just about homelessness, but just our housing affordability crisis and that yes. that has a direct impact on pets and whether we can have them, whether we can afford to have them. And these days, you know, people are having to pay pet rent and it's not just David having the, you know, problem with housing, but other, some of the other cat dads have this problem. Isn't it crazy? I yeah. Mean, and, they're crazy? Well, and then, yeah. and then, um, uh, you know, it's a good point too, but when you said about affordable housing, cause there was a point, I don't remember exactly when, and I'm grateful I don't have to rent, but I remember, I think it was right around when the pandemic was slowing a little bit, rents were going up like crazy, $900, $1,000, just crazy rent prices because they were keeping them low for a while. And then it just ballooned up. There should be laws against that, federal laws against that. That's insane. Yeah, I think... Um so it was really surprising that that we were sort of going in that direction. But with all the cat dads, like this kept coming up because all Jeff wanted was to have enough space <laughs> to have this cats. And, and that's all he wanted. And, and, and he's a professional, right? And he still can't afford to have that. So yeah, it's, it's just a huge challenge that we have, you know, very unique here in America. And and, you know, what does that have to do with cats? Like, well, I don't know. But, you know, we definitely have a homeless cat problem. <laughs> and if people can't afford to have them, then, then you know, this is just going to get bigger and bigger. And then we had, you know, all the wildfires that we've been having and, and all these other things that, that turn up in the movie. I mean, it's just, yeah, it was just one of those years where it just... It presented itself into the film, and and I just couldn't really look away. And I'm glad you didn't because it showed it wasn't just, you know, let's just talk about cat daddies. It was cat daddies, and this is real life. This is the world we live in. These are the challenges we face. And even though the, the subject obviously was cat daddies, but these are the challenges. And it's challenges, you know, more than cat daddies face. But I think it added a lot to the movie, even though I'm sure you're thinking or thought while you were going through this, why in the heck can I get a break? You know, why is this? There's one, you know, challenge after another. But you put together such a beautiful film. You should be so proud of it. Oh, thank you. I have to say I was really worried for a while that year. I really thought that we we would not finish a movie. <laughs> so thank you for saying that. And um, I am glad it turned out the way that it did because it puts a different spin on it. And I think like I appreciate these guys in a different way now. Like I really see them as as heroes because yeah. of their compassion, their leadership. I mean, many of them in the film are trying to find solutions and get things done, you know, not not just the one TNR guy, but 
but everybody is is trying to figure this out. Everybody's doing something. So I just love, I loved making the movie. I love watching them. I just think that I would much rather watch this than, you know, a bunch of guys fighting each other, killing each other or fighting yes. each other. Yes. Like I'm just kind of like, I, I love, I love these guys give me a lot of hope. So is there going to be a Cat Daddies too? I've been asked that a lot. I'm happy to do it if, um, if, if somebody will let me. <laughs> but this has been, um, you know, a labor of love, just something I scrapped together. Literally, I, I crowdfunded, I, I raised money from friends. And um, this, this is my baby. And it's, it's hard to kind of do that all over again. So, you know, with the right support, I could do that or I could do something else. But I definitely enjoy it so much. I mean, it really sucks to be working on a movie for years, if you don't absolutely love it. If you if if you get tired of it, then it's it's all over. So this movie, I've seen it like 20 times with an audience and, and I still don't get tired of it. And I still love doing Q&As and I still um, love, you know, showing it to new audiences. So, you know, if I can keep doing that, then I'm all for it. But like I said, like this is really, you know, I really scrapped this together and a lot of people helped me. And, you know, that's no, that's no small feat, so. No, it isn't. So I'm grateful and um, very glad that you were able to finish it. And also very happy to have you on Catitude. Where can people, I know that you said the film is opening October 14th. And yes. where can people find out more about the film, find out if it's going to be shown in their area? And if it's not shown in their area, how can they watch it? So um, everything is on our website. It's very easy. CatDaddy'sMovie.com. We're also on all social media. At The handle is at CatDaddy'sMovie. So you can follow us. You can see where it's going. Um, right now... Uh, we're having that really big opening on October 14th in New York City at the Village East by Angelica Theater. And then we have LA the week after, as well as Dallas and San Diego. And then October 28th, we have San Francisco. And then we'll have more cities popping up. All of that will be updated on the website. I have a few more film festival screenings. And then we're actually also taking it overseas. So we're taking it to the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. So all that information will be on the website. Uh, right now, I'm keeping it in person. Probably by next year, they can find it to rent or you know find it online but for now i really made this for the big screen i want people to see these cats larger than life we shot in 4k widescreen you know dolby 5.1 all the works and and it is a different experience in the theater so i hope people come we're going to be doing live q a's with myself and some of the cat dads in many of these cities and we're handing out really fun giveaways. It's going to be a fun event for people of all ages. So you can like bring your mom, your kids, grandparents. I think everybody can enjoy it. So yeah, I hope people come out because that's, that's the experience I made it for. And it truly is different. You hear people laugh and cry and, and just everybody comes out having an experience. And we haven't had too many of those in the past couple of years. So no. I really hope to see more faces. I hope you get a great turnout. And I'm so glad it's going to be global, you know? Yeah. So congrats to you. 
Thank you so much for your support, Michelle. I'm so glad to hear positive things from other cat lovers like myself. This is who I made it for. So it's been wonderful. It's really been a happy journey for me. It's been tough, but it's been a really happy journey. And I really uh, appreciate all the supporters out there. I know that you're probably on the road a lot, but do you have any cats right now? Yes, I actually had four and then I have two foster kittens that maybe become permanent. So that would be six cats. <laughs> you can't have it's funny because uh, when the first segment, you know, right in the beginning, Nathan, he has one and two and he goes, ah, what's three? What's six? You know, once you have, you know, four, three or four, you add a couple more. Yeah, no problem. You know. Yeah, that really is true. Um, in my case, some uh, most of my cats don't like each other. <laughs> I have a couple of those too. <laughs> yeah, so it makes it a, a pretty fun house. <laughs> Surely does. I wish you so much success and thank you again for coming on Catitude. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, if you're a cat lover, you've got to see this movie. And if you're fortunate enough to live in one of the cities in which they're showing cat daddies, please go out and support it and check it out. This is a fabulous movie. It's called Cat Daddies, and you can check it out on their website. Thank you so much to Mai Hung, the director for coming on Catitude and sharing all this great information about the making of cat daddies. Thanks to my cat crew that made me a cat mama. <laughs> so made my husband a cat daddy. And that's uh, Charlotte and Molly, Dennis, Sammy and Jethro. And the dog, Nikki, he just observed from a distance. He didn't really participate in this one, but it's okay. And so again, thank you so much to my Catitude listening audience. I appreciate you so much. Please go check out this movie, Cat Daddies. It is incredible. And last but not least, to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Now remember, lose the attitude, have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.